This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. It's like, hey, let's figure out our break even. You know, in other words, I'm going to collect this many checks now at this dollar amount versus if I took the higher dollar amount, but less checks, right? And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. I think you're right. I think it's just that people don't want to talk about this stuff. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, and wherever you may be listening, this is the Retirement Playbook brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're Brock and Danielle. We're here with you every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on KZIM, KSIM. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing really great. That's so, yeah, yeah, life's good. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of always feel that way, though. I don't know. I yeah, just, you, know. you know, it's it, everybody's still feeling a little patriotic. Yeah. We just got off the 4th of July, and, you know, it's one of those things where it's just summertime, and people yeah. are just in better moods, you know, and uh, minus all the rain. Right, well. So, but that looks like it's really slowing down here, too, hopefully. so that's even better. Yeah, hopefully. So, so yeah, no. All uh, right, so... Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do that mm-hmm. by giving mm-hmm. us a call here at 332-7855. Leave us a message and we will call you back. And the reason why you'd want to do that is because you need to take action in life, right? And so don't just listen to good ideas and don't just think, oh, that sounds good or that sounds something like I would want to do in the mm-hmm. future. Take hold of your future now and do something about it now. We can help you, guide you through your retirement picture, okay? And it's through our retirement playbook um, uh, process as to what we do for people and how we can help them. So give us a call. Take charge of your future for you and your family, 332-7855, or look us up on the web at theinnovativeteam.com or shoot us an email at theretirementplaybook at gmail.com. On our website, we have past shows that we've done, so you can listen to different topics if you'd like and kind of zero in on mm-hmm. what you want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all labeled, so it makes it real easy to find. So, yeah. Oh, as well as, were you leading into the book? Uh, No, I was talking about the website. (laughs) Oh, the website. Okay. So if you go to theinnovativeteam.com, that's where you can check out all our past shows. um, And there'll be a radio button. You can see that very easily. You can also download our retirement income toolkit, which is completely complimentary. So check that out and download that. There's also information on Brock's book um, called The Last Paycheck, How to Build a sustainable retirement income and keep the paychecks coming in, which is usually what's important to people who are nearing retirement, right? How do I keep the money coming in? That's exactly right. And so check that out. Um, you can order it on Amazon, just amazon.com. It's $12.95 for the book. And literally you'll have it in two days. It is 65 pages. It is an easy read. And just as a reminder, um, if you're just now tuning in, we are not keeping any of the proceeds from the book. We're donating all of those back to um, local charities that help with financial literacy. We actually did our first donation to Junior Achievement um, about a month ago. So um, we were really happy to give back to our local community and kind of help with some of that education. So check all that stuff out. There's lots of stuff on our website. That's probably the sum it up. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of stuff there. um, Yeah. I love our topic today. Yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners will too. I think so too. Um, because, you know, we talk a lot about retirement planning topics, um, things to think about, things to think yeah. about, some yeah. education. That's what it's mm-hmm. all about. This show is brought to you by our company to give you education and ideas and things to, again, act upon mm-hmm. as well in your own life. Um, and today's show is more specific about um, one topic that's uh, dealing with retirement, which is investing. Okay. And the title of our show today is Running with the Bulls, Investing When the Market is Up. You know, we've had a big run here in mm-hmm. the in the, in the the stock market uh, specifically uh, for about 10 years now. Now, you know, we've had a little bit of flats and, you know, a couple of years where it's flat and like last year's down a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, we've been in a, in a bull market here. And, you know, let's be honest, people are getting nervous mm-hmm. about what's going on in the world. Um, you know, what's going on in our country. We have a lot of media that <laughs> yeah, some feeds of into that. Warranted, so some of it's not. Yeah. But I think more importantly is that the fundamentals of what's going on and why people are nervous. It's not just that, hey, yeah, the market's been going up for, you know, basically 10 years straight mm-hmm. here. 
Uh, you know, at some point we're going to have a correction. Well, we've had lots of corrections mm-hmm. over the last few years. Okay. It's just, I think people are more worried about the entire year being down or maybe multiple right. years like we had in 2000, 2001 and 2002. Okay. That was 17 years ago. I know that's crazy to say, but that oh was 17, gosh. 2002 was 17 years ago. Wow. And you know, when the yeah, market was crazy. down three years in a row. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think now if that happened and the market was down three mm-hmm. years in a row, people would be very dramatic. I mean, it would be a very um, negative for a lot of people mm-hmm. and people looking to retire in the next, you know, well, within the next five years, it would make them very, very nervous. Rightfully so after what happened in 2008, you know, I mean, I would right. think so. I mean, cause you just worry that that's going to happen again. Right. Exactly. Especially those people who are nearing retirement. So I think, you know, this, again, I'm excited about this topic too, because I think we're going to do a lot of education about just even understanding you know, what a bull market is, right? And and investing in it and kind of, you know, I think this is just a good, good topic to talk about because we've seen success in the stock market of late, right? It's been pro- performing pretty well. And, you right. know, is there an opportunity for people to benefit, you know, by tweaking investments or, you know, that kind of thing. So, well, you know, in investing in a bull market. So let's talk about what a bull market mm, is. Sounds good. Okay. So let's get back to the basics yep, here. I think that's always good. Investopedia, which is a, a, a great website, um, you know, you, you know, Wikipedia yeah, and you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff, but this is Investopedia and there's a website and you can, you know, learn a lot of things on this website. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, but according to them, it's, it's defined as a bull market is when the market is up and doing well, as opposed to a bear market, which is the exact opposite mm-hmm. with performance in the stock market recently. Okay. You don't need to go to Spain to be able to see the run <laughs> with the bulls. Okay. So we're going to use Which, that. Which, by term. the way, I still want to do that. Someday. You'd love to. I, know I that would. would be I cool. would love to see that. Yeah. That's a good bucket list item. It is. Now, yeah. I don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be. I don't want to be the guy that jumps in front of them and all that stuff. You I just, just want to see, see it. it. Yes. Like up close. Right. Yeah. I want to yeah. be on one of those balconies when you see them coming down. Anyway. Yeah. There it is. We'll add that to the list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot that goes into whether the market is up or down. I, yeah. mean, I think people know that. Right. Right. I think so we're not able to predict what will happen in the marketplace or exactly mm-hmm. when it will happen. Don't you wish we could? I wish we could. There's yeah. always speculations though when you always hear things, but yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody knows. So yeah. Look, there's so many variables mm-hmm. that dictate the movement in markets, foreign policy, which obviously is a huge one right now with right. the trade talks. Yep. Um, the battle for natural resources around the globe, natural disasters, quality of earnings mm-hmm. from companies that are traded on the stock market. Right. Interest rates. You know, that's been a big topic of discussion. You know, everybody's saying, okay, it's going to continue to rise and rise. Well, now we're looking at a 10-year treasury that's at 2%. Right. That's not right. happening. Yeah. In fact, they've actually talked about cutting interest rates uh, the rest of this year. Consumer optimism mm-hmm. is another one. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on and on. Okay. Um, so you got to be, people understand that the market has been going up. Fundamentals in the economy here in the United States, let's be honest, they're quite, they're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so, but around the world, mm-hmm. it's not quite that story. Mm-hmm. And, a lot of people have investments all over the place, you know, whether it be in an international or emerging markets. Uh, you know, so it, and it is it's fundamentally part of a well diversified portfolio. But the point is, is that the market's been going up for several years in a row. Now, what do you do? Right. How do you invest in a market like this? Okay, and that's what we're going to continue to talk about here on this very good show. Yeah. Before you go into that, though, I okay. think it's important. I don't know. I just think what you said about you know all the variables that dictate you know, the market, I think it was important you listed all those because I think we as consumers kind of get hung up on one thing, right? Like you said, the interest rates drive everything. Well, no, you got whole, I mean, you listed how many things, five, six, seven, seven items that go into affecting the market. And I think that's pretty important for people to take note that it's not just one thing that's going to drive the market. So I thought, anyway, I thought that was good. So yes, (laughs) thank you. All right. So let's talk about, like you said, you know, um, is there an opportunity for investors at this point um, with the market doing so well, you know, what do they, what do people need to be thinking about? You know, the stock market's made a lot of people very rich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And even in the last few years, and I feel like some people don't 
um, understand that and or appreciate mm, that. Mm. Okay, because for example, last year a well diversified portfolio that had investments everywhere right. didn't do very good. You yeah. might have lost four, five, six, or maybe even more percent last okay. year. Okay. Okay. And so, but it's important to have the the the, the appropriate time horizon in mind. Okay. And what I mean by appropriate time horizon is, is that if you're going to retire in the next five years, it's very much different than retiring in 15, 20, and 30 mm-hmm. years from now. Because you can ride the yeah, up and down. That's what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, you know, when, when the Americans look at their 401k or their IRA mm-hmm. um, statement, and, and, you know, let's face it, the IRA, the 401ks, those are tax qualified plans. They are what most people invest in for retirement. Right. Whether it be wrong, whether it be right, that's what people typically use. Well, because it's usually offered by their employer and, you know, that's what they're, I think that's what we're conditioned to do, right? You know, is make sure, well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully everybody's conditioned to do <laughs> is okay. put money into those. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, if companies are matching even more reason Absolutely. to put money in. Absolutely. So it's, yeah. it's a great thing. If you have the ability and if you have the option of a Roth uh, 401k inside yes. the 401k. I would Good seriously plug. consider to look at that. I'm mm-hmm. not saying do it. I'm just saying I would heavily uh, consider that if if uh, if I was looking to invest for retirement. Okay. Um, but here's the point. Okay. So most people's dollars for retirement are in these plans, and some retirees may need to review segments of your portfolio. Mm. Okay. Okay. Based and on what you just said, could yep. be yep. Okay. And according to CNBC. To network, you know, that follows the stock mm-hmm. market and interviews, and you know that's what they do. In fact, we have that running on our office. Quite we a do, bit, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but we are currently in the midst of our second longest ever bull market since the stock market opened in eighteen seventeen. So there you go. I don't think I even that knew that. That is a great <laughs> trivia. It is a good if trivia. You're sitting around with your friends and you're playing a trivia yeah, game. Yeah, I like it. That is a good one. Yes. Okay. So stock market opened in 1817. Gosh, I, I, so, I would have never known. But the point is we're in the second yeah. longest ever. That's why people are nervous. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's not the trade tariffs and it's not interest rates and it's not inflation. They're worried because they're worried that it's gone up so much. And yes, we've had corrections in the meantime. But, but when's it going to drop? When is it going to drop? Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Okay. 2008 was 11 years ago. Gosh. <laughs> 2008 was 11 years ago. I'm sure, I hope our listeners aren't making the same faces no, as I am, but I'm just like, like, wow. Okay. That's crazy. Maybe we need to be rebalancing our mm-hmm. portfolio and taking some money off the table here that we have in gains. Right. And I'm, I feel like people are more open to that now. Right, at right. At least with the conversations I've had. Yeah, people are kind of so. see, seeing that coming. So do we have time for another little section or are we going to have to take a break? Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a break. We're okay. going to continue the discussion here about running with the bull. So it's, you know, the investing when the market is up. How do you do it? What do you do? And so we've been kind of going back and talking about fundamentals, but let's get into some strategies. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? corner, a side piece? I would argue the most important piece of the puzzle is the picture. And the same can be said about your retirement. Hi, my name is Brock Elspaugh from Innovative Financial Solutions, and I would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, give us a call at 573-332-7855 or look us up on the web at theinnovativeteam.com. Again, that's 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right, welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. Hello, good morning. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Well, oh, that was fast. <laughs> Coffee's kicking it in, is. folks. You get tired of saying the same. We need to put you on a loop, right? You could just, you know, press play and you then gotta, we could hear it. You, you, you just got to have some fun. I know. Long, you like so. to spice it up. So uh, so we, so we, our topic today is running with the bulls, investing when the market is up. And so we kind of you know, as we always kind of do on the show, did some background first and kind of talked about, mm-hmm. you know, what does that even mean? And, you know, where, where most people having their money invested. So before we kind of, kind of dive into some more stuff, let's talk about how the market truly is doing like right now. You know, like this year it's doing yeah, well, yeah. you know, any index is up from, you know, many, excuse me, stock market indexes are up, you know, anywhere from 15 to even on some of the small cap stuff is up 20%, mm-hmm. um, you know, this year. And so, you know, uh, that's that's good. Now, right. now I will say this. Uh, let me uh, uh, preface that with saying 
we had pr- a pretty big dip at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that, that was just getting back what we lost in the fourth quarter at the end of the fourth quarter from last year. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yes, it's doing very well. Many people were projecting high single digits for performance for 2019 in the stock market or in some of the different uh, indexes but or indices. But, but, but really, uh, you know, it's we're kind of up a few percentage points because if we're coming really back from the, yeah, yeah exactly because we're coming really back from the down net right mm-hmm. uh, net so uh, you know it's one of those things where if you're invested and you have a well diversified portfolio which mm-hmm. I would recommend you do now there's some what we call tilting that you should do you know if hey if we feel like uh, large cap value is going to do better this year than large cap growth well let's overweight a little bit I mean so that's the you know we'll, we'll continue to do that and hopefully. You know, you're you're doing that, and your advisor's helping you do that, or what have you. Uh, but but at the same time, you should be well diversified. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that doesn't um, sit well when you see certain, you know, indices do better than than what you have done in your portfolio. But always keep in mind that you. And I like the term risk adjusted returns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So what that means is is that some people get upset uh, if they're not earning ten percent. When the market's doing ten percent, right? However, if you look at their portfolio, you look down and you're going, "Well, wait a minute, you're sixty forty here. You have sixty percent stocks, forty percent bonds, and you're doing the exact performance of the S and P five hundred. I mean, you should be very happy about that. So your risk adjusted return is what you really should be looking at, okay? And some people kind of lose sight of that, right? So I would right. recommend you always keep that in your frame of mind when you're talking about your returns. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so but let's get let's get a little bit more global here. Stock market optimism among professional investors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is still surging. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's it's actually reached its highest levels since before the crash of nineteen eighty seven, C N B C also said. So mm-hmm. we're referencing yeah. C N B C here. Um, new tax legislation yeah. is yeah. you know that was passed at right. the beginning of last year end of 17 mm-hmm. is still giving corporate tax cuts um to bring companies that had left the country back to american soil mm-hmm. so it, if, even if it's not the operations of the company right maybe it's the money so we're repatriate excuse me repatriating <laughs> those yes. dollars yes okay to bring them back to the United States. And President Trump gave them a tax break to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So they're still paying tax dollars on it, which is good because they weren't paying any tax on it overseas in these offshore accounts. Um, but uh, also, in addition to that, the new corporate tax rate uh, has went down to 21%. Right, right. From 35%. So yeah. that's a big tax cut. That's so a big tax cut. Where do these tax cuts end up going? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, number one is you saw right when this thing was passed, a lot of these corporations were given bonuses to employees mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to realize to help realize, you know, hey, we're benefiting from this, so we're going to pass it on to our some of our employees as well. Um, they, and, have, you know, and it's just a, a squirrel moment too. I think when you talk about this, just overall feeling of the economy. You know, we've talked about how many jobs are out there that aren't being filled right now too. I mean, gosh, you can, you can feel that. Right. And that's good. That's good. That's a good feeling. You know, I mean, things are performing well that, you know, we're, um, you know, the unemployment rates low and gosh, there, if you need a job, there's jobs out there. There's lots of them. So there are, you know, and that is good. And it's, you know, full employment basically right. is where we're at. Yeah. And that great. gives leverage to the employee, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is good to be able to negotiate and, and do some things that maybe they wouldn't if an unemployment was right. like 10%. Yeah, I know? just think, you know, that that's, you know, a good, a good feeling that we're all having right now, hopefully. So, but but from the employer side, it's a struggle too, because, you know, you're having a hard time finding niche positions and right. certain qualified workers. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, but it's good. So the corporate tax rates uh, mm-hmm. helping a lot of things, right? Yep. I mean, it's that money's going back into dividends. So corporations are raising their dividends. Um, you know, stock prices are going up because they're making more money because they're paying less in taxes. What if they're making more money? What happens to their stock price? It goes up. Right. So you've realized that in your 401k balances. There's all kinds of ancillary benefits here, folks. Okay. Um, we just recently saw that um, uh, Fiat, which is Chrysler, Dodge, mm-hmm. you know, make the cars there, committed a billion dollars to modernize a Michigan plant. And mm-hmm. move production lines and jobs back to Michigan that had left from Mexico. Yeah. Now that was that's kind of old news there, but 
just kind of showing an overall summary yeah, of how we're that doing. Happened. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean these are these are all just good bullet points to yeah, remind good us. Bullet points. I mean, let's face it. Who cares what I you know what side of the aisle you're on with polit- politics? Okay, the fact is is that our economy is doing well. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. now there's pockets where you know like the retail brick and mortar. Some of those are, are suffering a little bit, but some of the bigger boys are also doing very well with the right. brick and mortar. Yeah, it just depends. Yeah. It, it but that's a function of in my opinion, that's not an, has anything to do with our economy. That's just progression, right? I mean, yeah. in other words, we're changing Amazon the way we, has taken over the world. Well, so we just like, changed the way we shop nowadays. You right. know, the expectations are so different, you know, for our, you know, retail for I think anyway, we're just seeing such a change. So, okay. So, so with all that being said, you know, the market's performing well, is it risky to not be invested in stocks? Well, um, you know, a lot of investors, um, uh, will be tempted to cash out Mm -hmm. on this Mm -hmm. big run we've had. We've been, um, it's been going on for a long time. You want to bag some of those profits before Mm -hmm. the bulling uh, market ends. And I don't think that's a bad idea. It just depends on your situation. And what your strategy right? is long term. Like, yeah. If, yeah. Like, if you've got plenty of money, you don't want to have to deal with that risk. And you're saying, hey, I'm done. I've, got, I've made enough money off of it. Then by all means, do it. But if right. you don't have that ability and you haven't. Uh, you still need growth. Still or, need yeah, growth yeah. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Because what you're trying to do there is what we call time the market. Yeah. It's always a bad idea. You've talked it's about time this before. in the market. It's right. not timing the market. It's time in the market. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and in almost any bull market, you'll see a stretch of gains followed by a modest pullback, which last year, yep. twice that happened. Yep. Uh, which is then followed by more gains, which is what we've seen since the end of the year when, when the market was going down. Right. So, right. But in this market, there don't, there doesn't seem to be any pauses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's been going straight up this year. Right. Um, now, I, I, with the exception of May, May was a little rough. I mean, it was down in May. The markets were down in May. So, you know, at that time, what do you do? Do you invest more? It, it, again, depends on your time frame. Not a bad idea when the market's down anywhere mm-hmm. from 5 to 8%, right? Uh, take advantage of those of those and because in June it bounced right back up now that's not guaranteed right so don't fool <laughs> right. yourself yeah yeah but when they have when we have corrections this is time there are mm-hmm. times to take advantage okay mm-hmm. of, of, of lower prices well like I said depending on where you are in your situation absolutely so a lot of those things um, are they're, they're called corrections well mm-hmm. what is a correction that means that the prices of those particular stocks, are correcting and correcting means that it's it, they're more in line with where they should be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So corrections are a part of the market cycle. That's just, those are just going to happen. And again, it's how you react to it. Okay. Oh, this is the end of the bull market. Right. I'm going to pull out and put it in cash. Terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Terrible idea. No matter where you're at in your, in your life, it's just a bad idea to try to do that. And again, that's timing the market versus, you know, sticking with your strategy here. Um, so anyway, I'm sorry, I got off there. No, no, no. I think that's, I think it was good to explain what a correction is. Cause you know, sometimes people are like, I don't even know what those terms are, you know, when they hear those on TV. So I think that was, that was good. Yeah. Well, I just want to know what that stuff is. So, I think so that's let's good. define something else. Okay. I want you to introduce a new, mm, a new term. A let's new see. Term. Oh, okay. I know what you're wanting to talk about. So let's talk <laughs> about a melt. Up. How did you figure it out? Because I saw it next on our list of things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> our little cues. Okay. So, yeah. So, what what exactly is a melt up? Okay. So a melt up is a dramatic uptick in investment performance mm-hmm. driven by a mad dash of investors who don't want to miss out mm-hmm. on the rise rather than by fundamental improvements in the economy. Okay. So, so is this people buying when it's low? Is that what you're saying? No. No. I no. Don't, okay. Maybe it's I don't buying understand. buying when they're high. Oh, okay. 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 And um, so these gains created by a melt up, right? So the market's going up. They invest. So that causes the market to go up even higher are largely considered an unreliable indication mm. of the direction of the, of the market. And melt ups often precede meltdowns. So was this people who just got excited about something and just so ran to it? So let's take January through April, basically. 
right? Yeah. And so if we take January through April, the market's going up mm-hmm. significantly, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And then May hits. Okay. And it goes down. So we had a melt up and then a melt down. Got it. And then a melt up. So where are we going now? I don't know. I'm not trying to predict right. what the market's going to go. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you where, what the definition of these things. Okay. 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 And we have experienced that lately. So I think it's a very appropriate conversation. Mm-hmm. Just understand um, what that means. I think that's good. So you, you, you've seen this term been thrown around mm-hmm. lately and mm-hmm. along with something called inverted yield curve. Okay. okay. Yeah. Or the yield curve inversion. And, and basically, you know, that's... So let me define that. So you have a uh, a long term uh, treasury in ten years. So you have the ten year treasury, and then you have the two year treasury. Mm-hmm. Those are the benchmarks. Okay, those are the ones that are really what people are watching. And and um, uh, so if you have that your your ten year rate is paying lower than a two year. So the longer you go out, the more you should get in yield. Right. 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 Okay. That, that's a very basic concept. Mm-hmm. So so an inversion of the yield curve would be is that the 10-year is paying less than the two-year. So it's paying 1.9 and the two-year is paying two. Why would you go 10 years then? Why would you invest in a 10-year treasury when you can invest in a two-year treasury and get a higher rate? So Got it. that is the inversion part of it. Got it. Okay. 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 And a yield curve inversion in the past has been a predictor of the market of correction, mm. of the market mm-hmm. going down. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we were really, really, really close to that here recently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It didn't actually happen. Um, but uh, I will tell you this too, is that do not base your investment strategy on an inverted yield curve. Why? Because it usually takes about 18 months before that correction actually happens once the yield curve gets inverted. Mm, okay. okay. So even so if you see it coming. That's the piece. I think people understand yeah. what a yield curve uh, inversion is. Right. If you don't, yeah, just explained it. <laughs> but really the important thing there is don't do anything uh, dramatic to your investment strategy. Because it's not going to happen right because away. Because it may not happen Got for it. a long time. That and makes you're sense. gonna miss out on some gains. Got so, it. Anyway. Okay. Okay. We're gonna get into our next topic because we have to take a break. We're actually overdue right. here. So oh. uh, stay tuned. Uh, to the Retirement Playbook, Brock and Danielle. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face, personalized attention. But technology has changed the world dramatically. That is why we at Innovative Financial Solutions have the Generational Vault, which allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts. Upload important information and view your financial information. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573 573- Three three two seven eight five five. And now back to the retirement playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right, welcome back to the retirement playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and if you need help in your retirement planning, mm-hmm. okay, also with your investment strategy. That, and the reason I bring that up is because that's what we're talking about today: mm-hmm. running with the bulls, investing in the market when the market is up. Give us a call. There's been lots of people that said, you know what? That's important to me. Mm-hmm. That's important to me because I know it's going to be important to my family if something were to happen to me as well. Then they just give us a call and we have a uh, complimentary consultation to see what you're doing, why you're doing it, and if you need to change anything. It's 332-7855. Leave a message. We will call you back on Monday. I promise. Sounds good. Hey, so you know what we haven't done in a while? What's that? We haven't given away any of your books. We okay to give away some books? Um, sure. <laughs> you can't say yeah. no now. <laughs> can't say no now. <laughs> Already said it. So yeah. We're so at a point of no return. Point of no return. So if you're interested in getting a copy of Brock's book, The Last Paycheck, complimentary, um, just shoot us an email at the retirement playbook at gmail.com, the retirement playbook at gmail.com, and just let us know that you'd like a copy of the book. Um, and of course, we need your mailing address so we can send it to you. Um, but the first two people who email us will get you out a copy of the book. Sound good? Sounds fantastic. <laughs> Sounds like so. Plan. You can actually request that too. And I didn't mention this is uh-huh. that uh, you can go to our website, fill out the contact us form, and uh, it will generate an email as well. And you can put on there that you'd like a copy of the book. 
Okay. That's true. Either way you is good. You can do that, mm-hmm. or you can email us at theretirementplaybook at gmail.com. Either way, whatever works for you. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. So sure. we've been talking about running with the bulls, mm-hmm. investing when the market is up. And, you know, the market's been up for 10 years now straight. And uh, people are, I think, at least the people that I talk to have become nervous a little bit. You know, they know they need to stick with their long-term investment strategy. Um, but, you know, what if you come into some money and, you know, you're going, how do I do this or how mm-hmm. do I invest it? Should I put it all in now? Should I put it in over time? Should I just put it in the bank? There's all kinds of questions people have right now, and they're just a little bit nervous because we have been on such a long-term bond. In fact, you learned in the first two segments, it's our second longest-running bull market ever since the stock market has been open. 1817. Since 1817. That's my new new trivia. There it is. <laughs> I so, learned a lot. So, so my point is, is that people have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're using this as our topic today, uh, running with the bulls, investing when the market is up. However, what I'd like to do right now is talk a little bit more about some factors that we look for that might derail bull market. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So believe it or not, the market can't continue to sizzle <laughs> with growth forever. Well, like you said, I think your 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 people you're talking to know that. Hopefully our, our listeners do as well, right? So, right. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, and, and, and people with common sense understand mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Can't always Whether you do something about your allocation. One thing I would say about your allocation is to make sure that you're rebalancing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good point. You Good know, point. W- one of the things that you can do um, most of the time with most plans is that, it, like, if you're in a 401k, you can set a rebalance to whatever time frame you'd like. So if you wanted to rebalance on a quarterly basis, or a, or a semi-annual basis, or even an annual basis, what that does is, okay, let's say right now you have four different funds and you're invested 25% in each. So you have 25% international, 25% in small, 25% mid-sized companies, and 25% in large companies, okay? After a year's time, for example, last year, you would have more in your uh, small cap, you would have more in your mid-cap, and you'd have more in your large cap than you did in international. So now your international only represents about 20% mm-hmm. instead of 25%. So what that does is rebalancing says, okay, well, we're going to we're gonna trim some gains off the, people, the, the ones that won last year, and we're going to put it back into the ones that didn't win, okay? So it's rebalancing your portfolio. And if you don't do that, it could become very dangerous mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. However, if you do it too often, you, don't, you might not let your winners win. So it's been tested over time, and what I like, and this is not the end-all, be-all by any means, but what I like is an annual rebalance. Right. You let your winners win, but yet you still get that rebalance in case from year to year uh, one sector outperforms the other. Right, right. And that's typically what you look at, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, the value sector or the growth sector, you know, those are two different types mm-hmm. of companies. They all may be large, Right. But then you have companies like Facebook, which is a large company, but it's still growing. So it's a growth company. You've got Google. You've got Amazon. Those things, those companies are humongous. Right. But they're not just sitting and reinventing their, their existing products. They're coming up with new products. Absolutely. They're growing, growing, Like growing. Apple and releasing things. And yes, yeah. Apple's yeah. another one. Then you have large value companies like Procter & Gamble, mm-hmm. you know, where they're just steady Eddie and they're just making tons of product at big profits. And they have huge dividends, you know, 3%, 3.5%. So, you you know, uh, Johnson & Johnson would mm-hmm. be another one. Mm-hmm. So you understand the large value. Coca-Cola is another one. Large value and large growth. And, and so you think, oh, well, they're all just large cap. No, they are all large, but there may be a significant difference between the performance of value sector versus growth. Okay? So, again, it's nice to be well-diversified. But in addition to that, take it a step further, make sure you're rebalancing that uh, at least on an annual basis, okay? So that's one thing you can do to help yourself when mm-hmm. if the market does go down. I like if, that. I shouldn't say if, when the when, market goes yeah, down. Yeah, right, right. Okay. It's going to happen. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I think that was all, all awesome information. That was good information. People need to hear that stuff. Do you... Um, I remember in my previous world that within like 401ks too, because, you know, we talk a lot about making sure you're investing, you know, and understanding what you're investing in, in your 401k, right? That there should be somebody there to help you um, or refer to somebody at your employer plans, you know, because I think a lot of times people don't 
take an opportunity to learn what they're really investing in in their 401ks. I know there was thing called a lot of things called target date funds and those kind of mm-hmm. things. Is that a way that does that help with that rebalancing or is that something totally different? No, it does. So, it does. so okay. those target date funds, basically the concept there is, is that they're going to invest your money based on how old you are mm-hmm. and based on when you're going to retire. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you've got 30 years from now, they're going to invest your money very aggressively, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 90% stocks, 10% bonds. And then they'll gradually make that more conservative as you get closer to retirement. Got it. However, inside of those funds, okay, you've got to look at which company you're using for those because they may not be rebalancing in those specific areas. Oh, got it. Okay. 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 Um, so, you know, again. So it's good to do your homework. Yeah, absolutely. Do your homework. Find hey, out your information. Find out if these funds that are mm-hmm. target date. Um, I think personally, you know, you're probably better off if you have this, a service like this available that you use a third party money manager or some kind of service, uh, that would help you invest your money, uh, inside your 401k, which Mm -hmm. are more and more prevalent because of some of the fiduciary rules that have been introduced and, uh, have been talked about, uh, lately. So, yeah. Um, if you look at those, okay, because I think that might be a little bit better option. Mm-hmm. They're going to invest your money with the funds that are available in the 401k. Yes, that's true. But they're going to be using some of the more individual funds. Right. They're not right. going to use target date. Why would you pay a service for them to use target date funds? That's you're wasting money at that yeah, point. Yeah. Okay? Well, I just, you hear a lot about it. So I wanted to bring that one yeah, up. No, as, no, no, you know, it's a good, it's a good. People talk about that a lot because yeah. I think they think it's more of that set it and forget it mentality. Correct. Right. We're like, okay, and it is. you know, and look, there's nothing wrong with target date mm-hmm. funds. That mm-hmm. At least they're making it more conservative the older you get. I mean, Got so it. that's kind of the good. It's better than just, it's better than leaving just it aggressive putting the whole time. all <laughs> in your money in stock funds for the next 10, 15, 20 years and never making a change, which by the way, I do see a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does happen. So again, going back to what can derail this mm-hmm. market, mm-hmm. obviously the, the tariffs have, have been a big part of the discussion is specifically the ones with China. Uh, you know, we had the trade truce. Uh, they're getting together, trying to come up with a compromise that benefits both. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I mean, uh, eventually, I think it probably will. Uh, it has to right. uh, work out. It, I'm not saying it's they're going to have a truce forever. I'm just saying that at some level, that will uh, not be a front page news item, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, you're talking about that, you, you know, interest rates. And what kills me, okay, so a couple Fridays ago, you, you, I, I was watching and I was reading an article, um, I believe on CNBC, and it says, uh, the headline was, well, the market's going down. And the reason it's going down is because the chances of a rate cut may not be so good now. Why? Because the economy is doing well. This was an article? Think about what I just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was an article you The were market reading? went down mm-hmm. that day because the chances of a rate cut were now not very good because the jobs and the economy were looking better than they thought. Hmm. <laughs> so the market goes down because the economy and jobs market is good. Uh, yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Right? And it. You know, so so the point is, is it no matter what is going on fundamentally, mm-hmm. if the companies are doing well and making more money because of the tax cuts and they're doing well because they're selling more products, right? Because people are buying them up. Those are all fundamental good things mm-hmm. to make stock prices go up. But there's always things that are crazy, silly and crazy that make the market go down. Yeah, and I think true. that's why people don't trust the market. Yeah. To be honest with you. Because it could take something that you go. What? Yeah. Why? What happened? Yeah, yeah. Why did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So the reason that explaining that mm-hmm. is that uh, the reason why uh, the the, uh, the the they would introduce rate cuts is because maybe inflation or the specifically a lot of the reasons they would do that is because the job market. Mm-hmm. Well, the job market's great. You know, unemployment's less than four percent. Okay, inflation is fine. Okay. Why would we do a rate cut is really what mm-hmm. they're saying. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, of course, there are certain people that want a rate cut. And right. Kind of things. Right. And if you're borrowing money and it's good, it's good for the economy. And, you know, the president has said, hey, they need to do rate cuts. Mm-hmm. And he, mm-hmm. You know, borrowing money is something that stimulates the, the markets as well. So anyway, there's always motivation. Right. No matter what you're looking at. But p- the point is, 
what could derail the market? Basically anything. <laughs> <laughs> so in summary. In summary. In summary, anything can affect come it. Come up with an investment strategy that meets yes. your time frame. Yes. Okay. As far as how long you're going to invest for. And that that also aligns with your risk tolerance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The tolerance of, of the you know, a, a big swing in the value of your accounts. If you come up with those two things, you will be just fine sticking with what you've done. Right. And making sure that you also rebalance your portfolio as well. Yeah. Yeah. At least every year. Really what you're saying is you shouldn't be panicked, right? You should not be panicked. If you got the right stuff. got the right stuff and uh, specific to your situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have to take a break. We're overdue again. I get excited. We talk about all this (laughs) stuff. So stay with us. We have one more segment left of this great show called Running with the Bulls, Investing When the Market is Up. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook. Rock and Danielle. Do you feel prepared for retirement? My name is Brock Elsball from Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and I work with people to navigate through the uncertainties of retirement. If you would like help understanding complex topics like Social Security, tax deferral, and growing your nest egg, visit my website at theinnovativeteam.com or give us a call at our office here, 332-7855. Again, that's 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We're the retirement people. We're right here in Southeast Missouri. Give us a call. If you need help in your life and in your retirement planning and with your finances, maybe you sold a business and you have no idea what to do with this money mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. How do you make it last the rest of your life? Okay. Give us a call. We help people with this kind of stuff. 332-7855. 332-7855. Leave a message. We will call you back on Monday. You know, I have to laugh every time you say if you need help in your life, because I always think, well, not everything in your life, right? <laughs> We're going to do counseling services. Well, maybe you can take <laughs> Take care calls. of kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take those phone calls. So, all right. Well, awesome topic today. Gosh, I think we've talked about a lot. So if you're just tuning in, go back and um, listen to the rest of the show, because the first three segments were awesome. We did a lot of education on truly running with the bulls, investing when the market's up is our title. And we've talked a lot about that. So um, we've talked a lot about how you can do things now to really prepare yourself for later. Um, so go listen to the rest of the podcast on our website at the innovative team.com. Or I think we maybe didn't mention that we are also on Spotify, Apple and Google for both their podcast services too. So the old iTunes, the old iTunes, check it out. Um, so, and go listen to the rest of the show, but right now we're kind of wrapping up and kind of talking about some other things, you know, some good tips for people to understand and kind of, you know, um, being kind of prepared. So what else do we do? Our listeners need to know. So let's actually do this. I like bullet points. I like cleanliness. Mm -hmm. I like to make, you know, I like to be organized here. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually list these out and I've got six tips okay. for dealing with the bull market. Okay. okay. So what do you do if you uh, have existing money in the market? What do you do if you have new market and you want to invest it? What if you do if you have new money and you need to live off of that money? So all kinds of things that, that, that uh, all kinds of scenarios that could pop up. Okay. And then we can help you with. Okay. And so number one. Actually, well, let's stop. Let's start with number six. You want to go with number six? We'll go six. down. Okay, we'll do we're the go old down. David Letterman okay. top 10. Okay, got it. Okay. Got it. I like it. Okay. Uh, number six is dollar cost average. Okay. Okay. It's the same. Okay. When you have, when you're contributing to your uh, 401k mm-hmm. at work, mm-hmm. okay, you're putting in when you get paid. So that's maybe every week. That's maybe every two weeks. Maybe that's once a month. Mm-hmm. When you're putting money into your 401k, you're putting in at different once a month or whatever, however often you get paid. So let's say it's twice a month. Right. Okay. I feel like that's what most people get paid. Uh, yeah. So, so twice a month you make a deposit to your 401k. Well, your employer deducts it from your paycheck and then they send it to your 401k. Right. So <clears throat> when that happens, you're buying in at different times. So when you buy in and the market's going up or when the market's going down, you're, that's what we call dollar cost averaging. Okay, so you're buying in when the market's low, when it's high, when it's flat at all times. You're buying in. That is a wonderful way to invest. If you've got a large. Because hopefully you're catching all the cycles. Yes, absolutely. You're you're catching all those. Yeah. Typically, what you could expect is, unless it's just really high when you invest, Mm -hmm. is that you would have a better price 
okay, mm-hmm. um, overall by dollar cost averaging than investing just like, for example, right now. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So number six is uh, dollar cost average. Do yourself a favor. Okay. Number t- actually along those lines, what I would say about that is, is if you have a large sum of money, mm-hmm. okay, let's say you sold a business or you got an inheritance or you won the lottery, whatever it is, okay, is that you would, number one is if it's non-qualified, make sure you invest according to your tax bracket. Okay. Ah, good point. Yes. Good point. Because it's taxable money. Right. This is not an IRA where it's a free for all. Who cares about taxes? This is non-qualified money. You want to make sure that you're investing for your specific tax rate. Okay. Or, right. Um, bracket. Excuse me. Makes sense. So, and then number two is, is that maybe you invest a little bit at a time. Maybe mm-hmm. if you got a million bucks or whatever it is, you invest $250,000 over the next four months, whatever. Okay. But what I would say is that's a good strategy to have. Agreed. At least, if you're not going to do that, at least leave yourself some dry powder. What I mean by that is some cash so when the market does go down, you can take advantage of that. So at least do that, but really consider maybe investing over over the next several months. Okay? Okay. All like right. It. So that's number six. Number five, stay diversified. Mm-hmm. You've talked about this. Okay. Yep. Different sectors in the market get hot at different times. Bottom line, period. Okay. That's the whole point of being diversified. Mm-hmm. So stay diversified. I'm not going to hit any more We've on talked that. talked a lot you about that. that. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. Number four, don't become greedy. Mm. Okay? You kind of referenced this too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so many people, uh, this is a big one. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's And it's very important for investors who may be in or creeping up to retirement. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're getting so close to retirement, let's not relive 2000, 2001, 2002. Right. For example, Procter & Gamble stock losing half of its value in just weeks. So many people couldn't retire. In weeks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're not talking about months, quarters, years. In weeks, yep. it was wiped out. Half the value. Changed people's lives. It did. It did, yeah. Okay, don't become greedy. And by the way, it's really high again now. Yeah. You yeah. might consider taking money off the table with that stock right, right. now. Anyway, um, whenever, okay, yep. So don't become greedy. You get the point. Number three is don't fall in love. Okay. Hmm. Now, now I'm not talking about real life. <laughs> okay. Not real life. We're talking the about the market. The time may come <laughs> when you've got a, 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 you know, you just really fall in love with the stock and you don't want to ever sell it because they don't have any debt and it's all cash and you're just, this company's got great sales numbers and all this kind of stuff, right? And and you, you've you got to unload that stock at some point, mm-hmm. okay? You've got to get out. And it doesn't mean all at once. Right. Over right. time, okay? Maybe you've got some shares that you bought in that are going to be long-term capital gains versus short-term. The difference there is one year. You have to have held the stock for at least one year, right? Okay, to get the to get the uh, long term capital gains, which is much lower than short term gains, because short term gains are taxed at ordinary income. So you know, don't fall in love, but at the same time, be smart about which shares you sell of that particular stock. Makes sense. Uh, perhaps the company has come full circle in their life cycle, or their main product has gone out of style or been replaced. Yeah. These are all reasons why you don't want to fall in love. Don't fall in love with your most comfortable pair of shoes. Okay. Chances are that if you wear them long enough, they'll get holes in them. Hmm. Who are we talking about? No, stop it. (laughs) I feel like someone I know does that. (laughs) Really don't fall in love. Really what I should have called that is Take your emotions out. Yeah, take your emotions take out. Take your emotions Keep your emotions in check. your investment strategy. Yes. Don't ever let your emotions get the best of you when it yep. comes to investing because it can cost you greatly. Agreed. Um, number two, we're getting close, okay? Keep your eyes on geopolitical happenings. Mm, mm-hmm. Large-scale geo- geopolitical factors can have an impact on resources and markets. You know this. Yep, absolutely. You know, Remember when before they were buddy buddies? Yeah. You know, the Korean guy, Kim Jong Young, is that it? That's not it. Well, close enough. I don't know if we pronounced it right, but <laughs> Kim Jong Il? No, Kim Jong. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how to say it. Call him I Kim. don't know how to say it either. Actually, we can call him Rocket Man because that's what, you know, the president called him. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. wrong or right. It's, that's what he called yeah. him. So that's Ooh. what people, most people know. I can't. Uh, yeah. But my point is, the markets were very. Mm-hmm. Um, fragile at that point when they were really just going at it and then they became friends and so everything's good now but i'm just saying that those geopolitical happenings 
they do affect the markets. Absolutely. Yeah. And plus, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like that's what you see everywhere, too. China. I mean, how could it not? I mean, let's yeah. talk about China. China. Yep. Okay. Yep. Strongman politics are on the rise around the world. No doubt about it. Keep an eye on things and places like China that we've talked about already. Japan, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Philippines, et cetera. Get, you know, don't let it drive any of the decisions, but just keep an eye on it. Okay. Because it could become a major problem. Kim okay. Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. Okay, yes, so there it is. Close. You were close. close. <laughs> I had practice. Okay, had to practice. Thanks for looking that up. <laughs> there it was. Okay. Number one. Okay. The number one thing you can do for tips for mm-hmm. dealing with the bull market mm-hmm. is take a profit. And that goes back to number three, which is don't fall in love and take your emotions out. Right. Right. But investors in a red hot market landscape may tend to forget you can't actually you better pick that up. I know. Whoops. Sorry. That's Sorry. Okay. <laughs> in your portfolio, unless you take some of your winnings off the table. Okay. Those gains are not realized. Those are not gains until you actually sell it. It's kind of like losses. Yeah, that's they're true. They're not losses until you sell it. Yep. Same's true on the other mm-hmm. side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people freak out. Because you haven't pulled losses, the trigger. Losses, market goes down. Their value goes down, but it's not a loss. It's just like on the opposite side. It's not a gain until you sell it. So yep. take some profit off the table. That's another good one. Yep. Okay. Those are great tips. I think that was a good summary too of the show. It is. I think that was a good summary. It's like, hey, don't get stupid. <laughs> just be smart about it. It's Stick like kiss. The what do they say? Kiss. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep it, it simple, simple stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I had an eighth grade economics teacher that said that I all the time. Simple. So I know. I'm, you know, all the, the older I get, the more simple I want things to. Yeah, that's true. Okay, folks, that is it for this week's show. I hope you've enjoyed it and got something out of it. Okay, so have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Elspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.